Red Apple Media Podcast Network presents This is Protecting America. Now, here's Emmy-winning journalist Rita Cosby. And welcome to another edition of Protecting America. I'm Rita Cosby. The once-storied Roosevelt Hotel in Manhattan is now being referred to as the new Ellis Island, as people from many different countries are sleeping on the floor of the lounge area and in the lobby as it's being overrun with illegal migrants. This comes as there has been more than 2.2 million migrant encounters on our southern border for this fiscal year already, making it an all time high. And joining us now to discuss this dire crisis affecting all of America is Tom Homan. He is the former acting director for ICE, Immigration and Customs Enforcement under then President Donald Trump. Tom, it is so great to have you here. Thanks for having me. How bad is our border crisis and how dangerous is it for America? First of all, we can't call the Roosevelt Island Ellis Island because Ellis Island, those people enter illegally. The people at Roosevelt Hotel enter the country illegally, which is uh, a crime. Entering the country illegally is a crime. So they committed a crime before they got to New York. But the, the, the situation on the border right now is, is the worst it has ever been in the history of this nation. Look, they're averaging 9,000 apprehensions a day. Uh, the other day, it was 11,000. Matter of fact, the number they put out that day with a 24-hour period was 11,000. So there's no way. They, it, was, it was exactly 11,000. So I made a few phone calls to my sources inside CBP. They said it was over 11,000. When they hit 11,000, people started really panicking up at headquarters. They said, well, just, let's just cut it at 11,000. Any over, over uh, number we'll put on the next day. Because they just 11,000 shocked them. 11,000 in one day is, uh, is, is more people than any time in the history of this country that came to the United States illegally. Right now, they're averaging 9,000 a day by an average, which is, again, historic numbers. Never seen these numbers before in the history of the nation. Um, the first year under Biden, we, we had a record number of illegal immigration. I think it was 1.7 million the first year under Biden. Second year, we shattered that with 2.4 million. We shattered that by half a million. Another historic record. This year, we're on, we're on the uh, glide path. Even though we got a week left, we are going to beat last year's historic numbers. So three years in a row, he broke his own record. And this is not a record we should be proud of. Why is it? What is going on with our president that he doesn't understand close the border, how dangerous it is for this, this, this country and our sovereignty? He knows, he, he, he understands. And, and, you know, people say, well, he's out of touch. No, he's not. I mean, he, he sold out to the progressive left to become president because he needed their support to become president. And he's an open, look, he ran on open borders. I got to give him credit. He kept his promise. So, you know, open borders, the, the Democrats, they loving this. Why? Because they, they perceive this as a future political benefit. We talked about before. There's many that think, well, all these millions be super democratic, it'd be future democratic forward, so this is great. We can you know, have the Senate and House forever. But people need to understand, they don't have to vote. They don't have to become citizens. Because uh, Biden overturned the Trump census rule, which means millions of illegal aliens will be counted in sanctuary cities. These millions are letting in, which is going to do what? When they reproportionate the seats in the House, that means with more illegal aliens in sanctuary cities, the Democrats will get more seats in the House, which means they own the House which means they sold this country off for perpetual power. There's no other reason 
to open the border. I've said many times, there's no downside in, uh, on, on securing the border. I mean, what's the downside unless illegal immigration? What's the downside unless fentanyl killing Americans? What's the downside unless terrorists get into the country? What's the downside unless women and children being trafficked? What's the downside of women not getting raped by the cartels? What's the downside of children not drowning in the river? What's the downside in cartels making less money every year? There's no downside. This is this is on purpose. This is by design. And that's why they're not fixing it. They've had three years to fix it. They know how to fix it. Just off the Trump policies, they could fix it in a week. But they don't want to fix it. This, this, is, this is their plan. What goes through your mind when you see these images of people? It's like cities coming across, especially recently. What, what do you think, Tom Holman, having been there on the border so much as you have? I'm pissed off. I get pissed off every day because under Trump, we created the most secure border in my lifetime. Illegal immigration had a 45-year low. Illegal immigration was down 83%. So when 83% less people are coming, that means less women are being raped, less children are dying, less fentanyl is getting in, less terrorists are getting in. It's, it's, it's just a secure border safe lives. Now, this administration says they're much more humane than the Trump administration. No. Because under Joe Biden, since Joe Biden's been in the White House, we got a record number of migrants that died on U.S. soil, over 1,700. A record number of Americans have died from fentanyl coming across that open southern border, over 100,000. A record number of child, child and, and female sex trafficking has occurred, and ICE has a record number of investigations open. There's a record number of children that have been released by the U.S. government to so-called sponsors, and they can't find nearly 100,000 of them. You can't tell me Joe Biden's policies are humane. They're much more inhumane than Trump's ever policies were. Trump's policies secure the border and save lives. So I'm upset, and I'm upset they're causing me a lot of work. Because in January 2025, Trump will be back in the White House. I'll be back in the White House, and I'm going to run the largest deportation operation in the history of this nation. Wow. So and how much work is that going to be uh, if indeed President Trump gets in? And boy, uh, he'd be lucky to have you because you know the area so well, Tom Homan. How much work is it going to be to figure out where all these people are? Because do we know? Do we have any clue? No, we don't know where everybody is. And it's going to be tough to remove 20 million people. And, and, you know, we probably won't be able to move 20 million people. I tell you what, I made a promise to President Trump. He comes back, I come back, and I will run it. And, and you know, can I arrest 20 million people? No. But I'll give it one hell of a shot one day at a time. We'll arrest as many as can every day. There needs to be a consequence to enter our country legally and violate laws. Because you look at immigration court data. Why, why, am I, why is Holman saying that? Because I know what the data says. I know based on immigration court data, it clearly shows over the last decade, nine out of 10 people who claim asylum at the border never get relief from U.S. courts because they either don't qualify or they don't show up in court. Nine out of 10. So and what's the Homeland Security Life Cycle Report say? It says if you're not detained, which that's why they're releasing everybody right now, only 6% will leave. Well, you know what? If we detain them, 99% leave. So we're going to find as many as we can. We're going to deport them. We have to. If we, if the judges order that that nine out of ten must leave the country, if those orders are not executed and carried out, then, then shut down the immigration courts too. It, because here's what people are going to do. I guarantee it. Well, they say it takes two or three years to find some of these people. They have, they have one or two USC kids now. Now, not even Republican senators are going to call me and say, "Why you deport that guy with two USC kids?" Well, he didn't have USC kids when he entered the country legally. He didn't US, didn't have two US two USC kids when he was ordered removed by a federal judge. Now, because he hid out and became a fugitive and had one or two USC kids while he was hiding out as a fugitive, now he's immune from the judge's order. Because if that's the way it's going to be, shut down immigration courts, they mean nothing either. Bad behavior only changes if there's a consequence and if there's a deterrence. We have to punish bad behavior or we're never going to be able to fix the border crisis. 
How dangerous are some of these individuals? I mean, there's obviously people who are coming for a better life, but as you point out, only, you know, 10 percent of that even qualify for real asylum. Um, How dangerous is it when there's so many that are coming from countries where there is big gang activity, big drug activity? Well, we got to realize that, you know, they say they they vet them before they release them, but there's no real vetting. I've been there. Look, yeah, of course, you're running through NCIC and III, which is, you know, our, our law enforcement databases. You know, NCIC is a federal database, III per state. But, you know, the bottom line is a lot of these foreign countries don't have a system like we have them. So we don't know what their criminal history is in their home country, especially, you know, like MS-13 from, from El Salvador. Their criminal you know, record system is terrible. Some of the countries in the world have zero criminal record systems. So we don't really vet them knowing their criminal history. I can tell you this. Over the last year, Border Patrol arrested over 80,000 convicted criminals. When they found them, they ran them through the system. They had over 80,000 convicted. They already had a prior criminal conviction here in the United States. And over 100 of them, I think the number was 106, had a previous conviction for murder. So, yeah, some bad people are coming across the border. Gang members are coming across the border. Look, in New York alone, uh, you know, I come up, I, I, I was born and raised in upstate New York. Two of the people that the Biden administration released in the United States to New York, and they pushed them to northern New York, Governor Hochul, two of them committed sexual assaults in, in, in the Buffalo region. So these people, are, I'm not saying they're all criminal. I'm not saying they're all dangerous. But we don't know, and that's the problem. That's why they should be detained. We should end catch and release, like President Trump did. Detain them. Because if we detain them, they get a hearing within 35 days. If we release them, then they get a hearing in five to seven years. By that, that time, they have equities. They have children. They have you know all these other issues. Detain them. Let have a hearing within 35 days, and they decide if they win or lose. And if they lose, we got them in custody. We remove them the next day. That's the best way to go about it. The Trump administration plans worked and worked well. And because we had a consequence, and because we removed people, and because we had, didn't have catch and release, guess what? The border numbers went down to a 45-year low. Wow, which is astounding. And I think all Americans should care about that big time. Why are we not seeing more people protesting at the border? I mean, you know, it's already crazy enough in New York where we are, but I can't even imagine what the people at Eagle Pass and these other places are dealing with. Why are we not seeing residents with picket signs saying, you know, protect our country? Well, they're, 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 that's occurring in some areas of the border. But then again, a lot of people are afraid to pick it. They've seen what the left has done. And look, you, you know, my question is, we're able to see. On the Trump administration, she was down there, big old crocodile tears about, you know, detaining families. She was, she, she was, not, she was at a chain link fence. There wasn't even a facility there. They're so trying to fool, fool her constituents. But where's she at? Because she was down there, her and Congressman Castro from uh, uh, San Antonio, Austin, they were down there, you know, up in arms that two children died in border patrol custody. Two, to be clear, no one wants to see a child die. It's terrible. But these two children died in border patrol custody short, shortly after they got in border patrol custody because they're in bad shape and they're found. Border patrol tried everything they could to save these two little children. But they were down there screaming and yelling about the inhumane Trump policies. Now, as I said earlier, we got over 1,700, 1,700 migrants have died either drowned in the river or died in the desert or, or, or died at the hands of the criminal cartels, or a historic number of deaths, where are they now? Where, where's AOC? Where, where's, the, where's Castor? Where's the rest of them? You don't see the Dems on the border at all. And look, I'm, I'm saying this. This is not a partisan issue. When you create a crisis this big, 
that takes 70 to 90 percent of agents off the line. That's a vulnerable borders of terrorism, drugs and everything else. The other day in Eagle Pass, they had so many in custody, so many they arrested, they took every single agent off patrol. That meant almost 200 miles of border was unguarded for a day because they were tr- busy trying to get rid of the, 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 uh, the, the, the group that was there because they, they were really overstaffed there. They, they, were, they were overflowing the facility. So they brought all the agents in. Now, what, what idiot made that decision? Okay, I'm going to take every agent off patrol and bring them into the process. I get this overcrowding, but you create a huge vulnerability. The cartels knows exactly what you're doing. That's why they send in large groups. They know you're going to pull people into this process, which leads to vulnerable, vulnerable for drug smuggling, trafficking on women and children, and, and no suspected terrorists. This, this would not happen under the Trump administration. This, this, this administration, the Biden administration, could fix this. In a week, all they got to do is reinstate the Remain in Mexico program. The Supreme Court said it's legal. So, you know what? People are still claim asylum. They're going to wait in Mexico. It, it was a game changer on the Trump administration. This administration can do the same thing because the courts have found it's legal. But they're not going to do it because they don't want to fix it. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any sort of will. And you brought up the children, too, Tom Homan, because there are, as we know from according to reports, I think it's like 85,000 kids that are unaccounted for under this administration that have come through. Um, talk about what... what 85,000 was six months ago. I mean, the numbers just came out today. It's been over 406,000 children uh, smuggled across that border. Wow. 85,000 six months ago, well over 100,000 now. Think about this now. Over 400,000 children self-separated from their families. Their families put their children in the hands of criminal cartels to come to this country. And they want to keep pointing at Trump administration, what they call zero tolerance, family separation. Oh, you separated 2,500 people. Well, you separated 400,000. And what are we doing about it? You got over 100,000 missing kids. What are you doing about it? I'm sick and tired of people saying the Trump administration policy is inhumane. Nothing is more inhumane than opening your border up, telling people they won't be detained, they'll be released, you get work authorization, you won't be deported. The most vulnerable people in the world are going to sell everything they have, hand it all to their criminal cartels to be smuggled to the greatest place on earth, the greatest country on earth. This, these policies are causing death at record numbers. It is not humane to make those types of promises to people who will fail in courts. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. It's false promises. I want to ask you, too, about some of the other things that we saw in the last couple of days, too, Tom Homan. There were pictures of migrants that got into Texas. They're on Texas. They're on like a little kind of island in the middle of the river, and they're putting up the uh, their country's flag. There was something a lot of people took exception to it because they thought, wait a minute, they're coming to America. They should be putting up a U.S. flag. I mean, what are they doing putting up the, somebody else's flag, their country's flag? They're, they're running to America, risking it all, and then they're still, you know, showing their country's flag? Well, that's a clear example. You know, they come across the border, they claim asylum. Asylum is, by definition, is you're escaping fear and persecution from your home government because of race, religion, political affiliation, or, or participation in a, a specific social group. So it's amazing that you're going to carry the flag of your persecutors. And that just tells Americans everything. They're not really escaping fair persecution. That's why nine out of 10 lose. They're coming here for a job or a better life or to commit criminal activity, but they're not escaping fear and persecution from your homeland. You didn't see the Jews walk around with swastikas. I mean, the bottom line is you don't carry the flag of your persecutors. That, 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 that is what's happening here. And so are you really escaping fear and persecution and death from your home government? You're carrying your flag and your postal flag in U.S. land? No, you're not. It's a foolish move. 
But I've been saying for two years that nine out of ten of these people don't qualify, and, and it's just you know, it's just it's just terrible that 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 the mass media says well they're asylum seekers they have a right to claim asylum yeah they have a right to make a claim but let's be honest to the American people that nine out of ten don't qualify so you know Mayor Adams and, and Governor Hocho in New York you know they're giving these people room and board and three meals a day and 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 medical care it, again rewarding illegal behavior. Why the hell wouldn't you come to New York City if you know you're going to get a free room, you're going to get lodging, you're going to get medical attention, you get three squares a day, you're going to get help with your education, and New York City will even help you pay for your immigration court case. Who the hell wouldn't want to go to New York? So if New York wants to fix her problem, end the sanctuary city's policies and demand the White House, demand the White House secure the border. How bad do you think it is going to get in New York? Because you just highlighted the conundrum. You know, they're sitting there saying, OK, it's getting bad. It's a dire or at a breaking point. But they're not saying close the border. They're saying we need more money to house more. Uh, when you see this, where does this end for places like New York City? New York City is not going to change. First of all, you need to understand they're coming to New York City anyways. I mean, Mayor Adams wants to you know, uh, complain that, you know, Republican governors are sending busloads there. What Governor Abbott sent to New York City is a fraction, about 1% of what the Biden administration sent there. Biden administration, remember, they had air flights in New York all the time, but they did it in the middle of the night where no one knew about it, including Mayor Adams and the governor. So the Biden administration moved a lot, hell of a lot more people in New York than, than the Republican governor ever did. But, but what, what we need to understand is these people are fleeing the sanctuary cities because in, because in New York— Illegal alien can get there. He can get a driver's license. He can get a job. He can get uh, he can get in-state tuition. Uh, he, he can even commit a crime. And Rikers Island doesn't call ICE because they're sanctuary state. So they know they can go to New York City and be protected. So who the hell wouldn't want to go? If you're an illegal alien, I'm going to a sanctuary city where I know I can even commit a crime. And they're not going to work with ICE. So I'm I'm free. I'm safe. As long as I go there and, and, and you know not commit any crimes, no one even knows I'm there. So it, it, it's it's uh, New York City is getting exactly what they've asked for. They said they're welcoming community to sanctuary and they're proud of it. Well, here you go. Yeah, it's, it's not a coincidence that the cities complaining right now are sanctuary cities because you know because and they're complaining because it's political. The, gov- the Republican governors are sending them here. No, you know it, it, you're an idiot because the Biden administration set more than any Republican governor, and you come into your city anyways. Why do you think Chicago and New York? on the top three illegal alien cities in the country. They're already there, and they're going to keep going there. And because it's a sanctuary city, they'll be protected. Yeah, and it seems like every opportunity, there was a legal case recently in Staten Island where a judge ruled and said, well, the right to shelter doesn't really extend, if you will, to non-Americans. Uh, it doesn't extend to other individuals. Uh, it was for a very isolated moment years and years ago. And what happens? New York City says, we're going to appeal it. I mean, what does that say to you about the will of uh, New York management? <laughs> it's not. And I wish they understand. If, if people, if they just put it in perspective, nine out of ten of these people aren't escaping fear and persecution from your homeland. It's probably exactly bad analogy, me comparing it to the Jews, because that was annihilation and genocide. It's much, much worse. But the, the point is, these people are not escaping fear and persecution from their homeland. Look at the t- last 10 years of immigration court data. It will clearly show, 9 out of 10, but I think it's like actually 87.7 or something, do not qualify or they, or they don't show up in court. And they get an order removal. And, and if you look at the Homeland Security Lifecycle Report, which is a secretary's own report, like if you're a family unit, you leave 6% of the time. So 9 out of 10 get order removed, but only 6% leave. So they'll hide out 
you know, wait, they wait around for the next giveaway program. They're going to wait for the next doctor. They're going to wait for the next amnesty. And what are, the, what are the Democrats talking about now? Let's give amnesty. So all these family groups that came in the last three years, they're going to reward an amnesty. And do you think more family units are going to come in the future? They're going to say, wait a minute, they give all the amnesty? I'm going to get there, too, and I'm going to hide out, and I'm going to wait long enough to give me a giveaway. we got to stop rewarding illegal behavior, or we're never going to fix this. What about the use of the National Guard? Because we know that uh, New York's governor has asked for the National Guard. And at first people thought, oh, good, maybe it's to do some protection. No, it's to actually help processing. Is that an insult to the National Guard? It's ridiculous. National Guard, you know, they should be used in defense of this nation and used for, you know, uh, uh, emergency situations like, you know, uh, hurricanes and, and flash flooding and stuff to, to protect their states. But, you know, it's, they, they, if you're going to, if you're going to put the National Guard out there, they need to be on the border because their job is to protect this country. I'm telling you, with 70 to 90% of agents off the line, we don't know who the hell is coming across that border. We got 1.8 million gotaways. These are known gotaways. These are called in video, camera traffic, and drone traffic. Border patrols have arrested people from 171 different countries. Some of these countries are sponsored with terror. They've arrested 264 off the terrorist watch list. So if you don't think a single one of that 1.8 million didn't come across this border to do us harm, then you're wrong. I'm telling you, uh, uh, we're going to have another terrorist event. It's coming. We know they've crossed the border. And this is such a huge national security failure. If we're going to deploy the military, deploy them to the border, protect this country. We have the right to protect our sovereignty. We have a right to protect this country. You can't have strong national security if you don't have strong border security. And the reason I say that is after 9-11, we created all these databases. I was a part of it. We created the no-fly list. We created the FBI screening database. We created the visa security program, which I ran. This security program prevented thousands of people from getting the visa to come to this country with derogatory information in their background. After we learned from 9-11, don't give them a visa, don't give them a plane tech, let's thoroughly vetted through all our databases, including DOD databases. And it worked. We kept thousands out of here. But here's the problem. What terrorist is going to put himself in position to get a plane ticket or a visa knowing he'll be vetted and maybe outed when he can simply get to Mexico, cross the border the way 1.8 million others did, and enter the country? Aliens pay two prices to the cartels. You pay one price to get across the river and turn yourself in. That's a lower price. But you pay a bigger price to, to hire the cartel to get you to New York, get me to Chicago. I don't want to turn myself in. I don't want to be released in a day. I don't want work authorization. I don't want to be flown to the city of my choice at government expense. Who the hell wouldn't take advantage of that giveaway program? People who don't want to be fingerprinted. That's, who's going, that's who that 1.8 man is. And why don't they want to be fingerprinted? Because they're criminals, they're gang members, they're carrying fentanyl, they're no inspected terrorists. Could be a bunch of things, but at 1.8 million gotaways, we don't know who they are, where they are, where they came from. That's just scared the hell out of every American. It does me, and I've been doing this for 35 years. Yeah, it is absolutely chilling, just as you said. I mean, that is a staggering number. Wow, wow, wow. Well, everybody, be sure to subscribe and share to this podcast. Tom Homan, thank you so much for your really important information. You know this stuff all too well. And uh, you've really uh, just, I think, opened everybody's eyes and ears listening to what you had to say. And I also want to say thank you to your great service because you have been a lifelong servant to protecting this country. We're going around the country the next year, educating American people. And one of you and I talk about, we're going across the country. I, I want your listeners to go to border911.com and see what we're doing. It's a nonprofit, not looking to make a dime. This is about going across the country, educating American people on why border security matters. So when you get to the voting booth next year, you vote for the person who will give you border security. So border911.com, check it out. Absolutely. Tom Homan, thank you so much. Thank you, Tom. You got it. 
And everybody, I'll be back soon with another great edition of Protecting America. And of course, you can catch me every weeknight, 10 p.m. to midnight, on the legendary WABC Radio. This is Rita Cosby, and thanks for all you do to protect America. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.